A memory. The two of them lying in bed next to each other. The dim twilight comes through the window, coloring their skin an unearthly shade of blue. Every inch of it laid out in the privacy of their bedroom. Sweaty and spent and pleasantly warm. On their backs, looking up at a blank ceiling. Walt turns his head to look at her. He has a smile on his face, but she is pensive. Her eyes are far off. Her finger absently traces a pattern between her breasts. Walt looks back at the ceiling. You know, Carolyn says, it is almost a whisper. Because the house is so quiet, it seems wrong to talk at full volume. We don't need children. Walt turns towards her again. She rolls on her side, faces him, looks at him. What do you mean, he says. We have us, right? Of course. Well, you know, maybe that should be enough. Yeah, he says, almost as though he doesn't believe her. Almost as though he is waiting for her to make an addendum to this statement. This isn't so bad, Carolyn says, rolling back to look at the ceiling. What we have, right? I mean, it's you and me. We can build a nice life. Quiet. Grow old together. Kids would only complicate things. I should be happy. Should be. But perhaps she wasn't. Walt watches her, and even from out of the corner of Carolyn's eye, she can see that his expression is strange, a slight frown creasing his brow. Yeah, he tells her, his voice oddly hollow. We have it pretty good. Two nights ago, Carolyn Bauckham had come home from her shift at the mess hall, normal, sane, and unafraid. For what did she have to be afraid of? She and Walt lived a quiet life, doing what they were told. They did not rock the boat. They did not break the rules. So the wind blows. Her feet were tired and sore, but that was normal. Ten hours standing and rushing about in the madhouse of the lunch and dinner hour had made sore feet a thing that she barely noticed anymore. It was simply a way of life. They could only afford one vehicle, and that was Walt's truck, which he used for work. So she used the Sodro vans to get to and from work. They picked her up at 10 in the morning and dropped her off at about 8.30 at night. Their usual dishwasher had come down with the flu or something akin to it, but that was the third time that it had happened in the last couple of months, and she and everyone at the mess hall were quietly thinking that he was on the outskirts of full-blown red lung, and maybe he was trying to keep it quiet. His absence meant that everyone else had to chip in to get the plastic dishes and meal trays rinsed and into the industrial cleaning machine.